If you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my, death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? Um, there's been a lot of uh, social change. There's been a lot of news on the social media sites, mass shootings, social upheaval, things like that. I, I'm a Facebook user. I don't really post much, but I do read a lot of people's stuff. I'm going to make a rule that I hope people follow is that when something big happens, whether bad or good, either that day post something about it like you're in favor of it or you're against it. But don't post something. You can't post anything else. You can't post anything else. Like, let's, like, you know, okay, so there's a mass shooting, and you post, oh, the Starbucks barista forgot my name again. You can't post that. You can't do it. You can't do that. They can't, no pictures of, of how big your big salad was. Exactly. You can't, like, that's not, or, or you know, marriage equality comes to the nation, and you, oh, I tried sea urchin for the first time. It was totally gross. No, that's not something you can post that day. Wait a day. Save it for Thursday. Save it for Thursday. Can't do it that day because it sort of makes you look like you maybe don't care about what's going on. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't know what's going on, but you don't I, want people to know that. I worry that I may be influencing you more than you think because this sounds not quite thought through. I, th I think it's very well thought through. How are you going to decide the degree of importance of an event. Well, just, how big does it have to be? Just check the news. You'll, you'll know. If you look at any news site, 100% of the time, it's breaking news. Everything well, that they announce is breaking news. I think we can say that probably the um, recent news, the Confederate flag, marriage equality, those are big enough news items. But those also last many days. Well, then maybe just take a break from Facebook. If you if you have nothing to say about those things, just take a break from Facebook. What if it, there was recently a, a manhunt for escaped criminals and they caught them? Can you talk about your sea urchin on that day? I don't know. Maybe not. No, yes, you can. Maybe maybe not if it affects your particular region. But do you assume a global media consumption pattern? Does everybody... Because you know, here, we're, we never pay attention to anything outside America, and we think we're all up on things. I suppose. Maybe I mean, that's... There were there were bombs, you know. Well, I suppose bad things in Tunisia. If you're if you're in and, oh, and so you're saying if something happens in Tunisia, can I report about sea urchin that same day? I would I would suspect that maybe Tunisians aren't reporting about sea urchin that day. I think day. maybe what you're getting at is yep. as a social media user, you have to decide upon entry that mm -hmm. you're either going to go entirely personal without relevance to the broader world, or only in relevance to the broader world, nothing personal. Well, I think that's probably reasonable. I don't think you can mix and match. Yeah, that's probably true. Renan, do you have anything to say about this? I mean, I think your choices represent you. So, like, I judge when I when I view people's social media profiles, you know, deciding if I want to follow them or not. Is this person a normal person? Breads and Butters with Ben Cohen, Simon Tonev, and our producer, Renan Denser. Episode 46. Episode 46. Where, where is Renan? The person you hear is our very special guest, Annette DiOrio. Annette, how are you doing? Fantastic. That's great. Um, Annette, you are that the... That didn't sound like you cared. I, it didn't. I, I really it do care. It didn't sound at all like <laughs> you cared. Ooh, wow, I'm getting really beat up here. Annette, you're the vice president of campus life here at Lafayette College. Is that true? 
It is true. Okay, good. <laughs> she passed the first test. You passed my first test. And so you, you vice president all kinds of things. I do. Mainly campus life. Yeah, I would say. Which, yep, if it's a college, true. all of it is campus life. Yeah. Depends on how you define it, but yeah, it could be a pretty wide swath. Okay. One of the reasons it's good to have you here is that people usually tune in because they know it's a podcast about the culture of higher education. It's been a running theme for, for quite a while. That's mostly what we're known for. And I think part of that is there's the quizzes, there are lessons learned, there's the problem solving. I wonder what lessons learned are for you since you, our last... You already said lessons learned last time. Uh, we have lessons every time. Oh, man. I was excited. I learned more, much more about the profession of bowling mm-hmm. since we last recorded. Oh, did you? I, Annette, I don't know how much you know about bowling. Are you a big bowler? I, I know there's a pro bowlers association. Do you know what it is? Does that help? Did I get a bonus point or no, something? No. So I can Come ask on. you, do you know what it is if you get three strikes in a row? There's a name for it. Uh, Turkey. That's right. Oh, well, she got that. So I guess that's all you could know, right? There's <laughs> nothing else to know about bowling then. Is that true? What happens if you get four strikes in a row, Uh-oh. Simon? Oh, we literally had this conversation on Friday. And already I don't know what four strikes in a row is. I think I know six strikes in a row, but I don't know four strikes in a row. Hmm. Annette, do you know four? No, I don't, actually. I'll tell you. Have you ever gotten four strikes in a row and then been... I bowled a seven the last time I went bowling, so no. Well, the, the pretext here is that this is all knowledge, a lesson learned based on Nintendo Wii bowling. Mm. And if you get four in a row, it's called a fourth. Not yeah. only to that, I learned what it is if you get five in a row. Do you want to take a crack at that? I think it's a trick question. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a fifth. It's a fifth. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a trick question. Yeah. Yeah, but now now go to six in a row. Six in a row is a six-pack. That's right. You only know that because I told you off air. I know. You did, that's what I'm saying. But I did remember something that you told me, which I think but was progress. I was excited because I got six in a row, and that was very thrilling for all of us. Not so much that I got six in a row, but that it was called a six-pack. How how disappointed were you when you didn't get seven in a row? Uh, I, was, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, and and how how disappointed were you when you realized you could just look up all the information on Wikipedia rather it than earning it? Never occurred to me. It never occurred to you. It's still even since we talked about it, I haven't found out what seven, eight, or nine in a row are. I have not looked it up because you want to earn that. I do. We are still talking about wee bowling, though, right? Not, yep. Not not real bowling. Yeah, and and that that was a point that I brought up. Good good point in it. What if just the Nintendo folks just made up those names? Yeah, he thinks that they're not honest. Why would you well, go to Turkey? We know is true. So why would you do Turkey, but then make up the rest? I don't know. Do, you, do they think nobody's ever going to get it to check? Well, they're not very imaginative, though. Now, is the lack of imaginativeness a sign that Nintendo didn't make them up? Because you would think that folks in Nintendo are tend uh, tend to be more imaginative than the the founders of bowling. The founders of bowling. Who, who how do you know how imaginative? The, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Who the, I don't know who the founders of, but that's a great <laughs> band name. I think we can all agree on that. The founders of bowling. The founders of bowling. I would actually like to do the quiz as well. Do you, do you like Annette to participate in the quiz? Yeah, sure. She's okay. here. Okay. So, so go yeah, ahead. Go all right. So the the quiz is uh, what was our last one? Which um, was the best color? Was the last one? That was that was a good quiz. And it was surprising. Esther got it wrong. Yeah, he's an and artist. Esther, an artist, got it wrong. Do you know what the oh. best color is? Red. No, it's blue. It was. It's green. It's a. It's a deep Weird. green. We have a di- we have disagreement. Anyways, that, that's green not, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. This one is uh, uh, similar to the social media app quiz names. That was a good quiz. That was that was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. This one is the NPR correspondence quiz name. You have to say, is it really an NPR correspondent, or do we make the name up? Mm. Yes. And so, Renan, you can answer these two. This is for... Okay. I, I happen to know that Annette does not listen to NPR on her drive-in. She listens to Classic Country on XM Sirius Satellite Radio. 
They're probably not going to sponsor you, though. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but, but, hey, it's worth trying, right? It is worth trying. May I go? Or yeah, you can go. go. Do you, you want to talk more about Drive Time Radio? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see after how the this. quiz goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I have a series here. You say yes or no. And the first one is Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Is that an NPR correspondent, or did I make the name Sounds up? Sounds like a CNN correspondent. Wow, so, you really make distinctions so between that, So then he's voting no. So that's a no from you, Renan? Yeah. yeah. Unless... It's a real Christian yeah. Amanpour name for you. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna say yes. It's yes. That's right. a person. Second one, Ioni Sky. That sounds like an actress. Sounds like a model. I'll keep with the no theme. Yeah, that was no. She was gonna say anything. She's on Arrested Development too. No. Ioni Sky. There you go. I think she dated Ad Rock. She's in a couple of Beastie Boy songs. How about uh Sylvia Poggioli? That sounds that sounds like an NPR person. I agree. I'm still going to say no. Wow. Oh, that's the best NPR person. People salivate over being able to say her name. <laughs> She's the Italian correspondent, Sylvia Poggioli. Oh, see, I should have known that. Italian, I would think so. Italian heritage. Very I'm much probably so. Probably related. There's a lot of lore about just the grandness of her name. <laughs> at least he's laughing at me, wherever he is. How about uh, Kashkaval Awasi? I know. I want to say no, because I said I was going to, but, but I, I feel like I have to say yes. Correspondent from Turkmenistan? Kashkaval Awasi. I'm going to say no. No, it's no. Come on, America. The one here's, time you yielded. Here's you, the general here's the general thing. Go against me. <laughs> Whatever I say, it's absolutely the opposite. Okay. All right, next one. Context. Uh, Warren G. Harding. Oh, no. <laughs> see, I, I'm I was, back to no. I was checking the Canadian and the Turk <laughs> to see if they could get it. <laughs> I'm going go, to go no because I'm going with the American. No. <laughs> I mean, he might have done a stint. <laughs> we really don't know. We'll never really? know. Uh, Ileana Douglas. Yes. No. It's definitely yes. <laughs> definitely no. Uh, I'm still no. Probably from Texas, too. I'm not going to get tricked again. She's in Goodfellas. No. She, Eliana Douglas, she's an actress, guys. <laughs> Come on. Is she from Texas? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> All right, just a couple more. David Green. I'm going to say no. Author. I'm still going to say no. Not a radio personality, an author. So all we, we all say no. It's yes. Wow. An author, I, an author and a radio personality. Yeah, actually, <laughs> he visited campus. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think... He and might. he wrote a book about the Trans-Siberian Railroad, and he's hmm. the morning edition guy. How do you not hmm. know him, Simon? I don't... I, well, I don't listen to NPR, but I, I wonder if he is um, shunned by his other more elaborately named colleagues. I assume so. More elaborately. That's why I put him so far down the list. Mm. All right, I got one more. Okay. Jennifer Tallarico. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say no. Annette? <laughs> No. 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 Ron, you say yes. Yeah. No, that, that is my wife. <laughs> no. She's not an NPR correspondent. But it would be neat if she was, though. No, well, you know what? Kind of she has done academic minute before, yeah. so that's that, almost That counts, there. right? Almost. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what about uh, Feldman Serengeti? <laughs> I'm going to say no. I think Simon won. Now, now, what I want to know is there were you. So you had some real names. Obviously, you know where you got those. How do you? How did you make up those fake names on there? Uh, I used the NPR name game. NPR. The well, NPR name something game. like that. Is that like the like the adult film star name game where you take your like first pet's name and the name of the street you grew up on? <laughs> it's it's very similar. I think the adult film star name modeled it after the NPR name game. And so, what is which the? I assume precedes it. What is the actual? Well, it's um, a little more upper crust. Okay. What you need to do is you take your favorite Manhattan cheese shop. That's your first name. It's a lot to select okay. from. Okay. Long Doesn't list. matter if it's West Side or East Side. No, that's Doesn't good. matter. Okay. That's good. Any, anywhere on the island. Oh. Well, there you go. Uh, that's a little bit much. Then 
you want to use the African city you stayed at before decamping on the family safari as a child. Okay. Mm. So, so, then, so then what's your... Mine would be sex will be Arusha. Oh, okay. And mine, I guess, would be DiPaolo Durban. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, Annette? no. Annette, you can take one. I'm going to say no. Renan, do you have your, your name? Renan. What, just, just tell me your favorite cheese shop. It's making me laugh that and he's laughing. It's got to be Manhattan. Can't just choose. choose no, them. don't just choose anyone. Which is your favorite of yeah, all the ones? Yeah, exactly. No, I can't choose among my favorites. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know. He definitely does not want to choose favorites because he. I think he's trying to get some sort of sponsorship deal. If, if, <laughs> Renan, if you need in the future, you can use one that I that I used on the sheet, which is Kashkaval Awasi. <laughs> okay. Do you have Do you have question for Annette in her capacity as the vice president of Campus Life? This is actually a project that I've had in mind since I got here, which is revolves around the Adirondack chairs. The campus, the beautiful campus quad, has Adirondack chairs on it that students use mm-hmm. and sometimes and remove. It, What's your role in acquiring or uh, managing the Adirondack chairs? I haven't had a formal role in it, although I was the unofficial chair counter for a, a little bit. Um, that was a job? It was a job. It was a job. I did it every morning. Did it become, chairs. It was. you were unofficial for a while because then it became official or it no, passed on to someone it, else? No, we just stopped doing it. <laughs> so it how was, many How many have we lost? Uh, we lost a lot the first couple of weeks and then not anymore. So. And, and you have no idea where they went? Uh, I have some idea where they went. Down, <laughs> not in dorms or down, down the river? Yeah, they were, um, uh, some of them were deconstructed. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a creative project. I don't, I know, I don't like stealing you don't like chairs. deconstruction. But I like okay. your term for it. Have you yeah. been to Swarthmore College? I have. They have a, they have a huge one. A, hu- a single one? one? Like a bit like a more, more than one person one. fits on it? No, it's like four or five meters long. Do they have a very Tall. large student that sits in it? <laughs> Simon, how long is four No, you can meters? like you can basically sit like <laughs> two students on each arm. It's like fifteen feet tall. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of chair. That's bigger than Lily Tomlin's chair. She had a big chair. There you go. Now, how do I make this happen? I wanna get a camera on top of the library, which faces the quad. And then I want to do time-lapse video because I want to see over the course of a year or a season or maybe a month how the chairs move around. How they migrate? You know, like in uh, here, hockey, like when they show you the blue thing on the puck. He's trying to relate to me now, and this is his version is it of working? that. Not really. The okay. blue thing on the puck, that that they stopped doing that like 15 years ago. <laughs> they did? The yeah, the fox puck. Oh, they, oh, well, you know what I'm talking about. I, I do. I liked it too, actually. <laughs> you could see where the puck was. Yeah. I could, yes. So in a time lapse of all the Adirondack chairs, you could see how they move all around, and you could see when they actually leave the quad. I don't mean as a, as surveillance so that you, have, you would find out where they went, but because every time I walk across the quad, they're in a different space, mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to track as an art project what it looks like from, the, from an aerial view. Hmm. I don't think I this think, is a bad idea. I think technically speaking, I would use a GPS. You want to mark every chair? How are you going to visually track it are you gonna like hire a, 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 a slave intern no there's no a... like on the computer <laughs> what do you mean the film and it'll show the chairs moving around like keystone cops like super fast it's like art yeah, it's oh hard. i get it yeah we're not, we're not in it for the precision i guess yeah the whole the, the thing about the this. the fox puck the the blue line to tail it would just to help visualize the motion of the chairs oh, I, yeah i thought we were going for like a line Mm-mm. spoken like, like a computer a scientist are you the one that I talked to about making this happen? You, there might be a camera on top of the library already. <laughs> so maybe you should so look up at the library roof when, you're, when you leave here. Are you being coy because you know there is one? Well, we're not supposed I'm, to know. I'm not being coy. I, I think there is a camera I have on to top stop, of the I have to start wearing pants when I go across the quad is what you're saying. <laughs> or, or not. Okay. I mean. No one said anything yet. So. Suit yourself. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
Can I ask a related question? Yeah, Annette and I were talking about uh, the Galaga that we're going to get for Farinond. It's got me sucked into his fantasy now. What video Galaga. game would you want if you could get one? <sighs> yeah, what did you play? Well, I, I mean, all of them, right? Well, yeah. Since the inception of video games, I've been alive. So That's right. Uh, Annette is a huge video game player. But, but arcade games. I'm also old, uh, so there was there was Don't that. Don't say that. Uh, I, I was kind of, see you. kind of a fan of Pac-Man uh, when it when it when okay. it came out. I, like, I was Pac-Man. I, I I liked Galaga. I will say I I did like Galaga. I liked Centipede. Uh, like Centipede. They were all basic same motion. Okay. People, I've I've heard people say that Miss Pac-Man was clearly better than regular Pac-Man. No, no one's has ever said that. Really? There's no. so many more Miss Pac-Mans. Are you sure you want to go on record saying that? No one that? has ever said that. Okay, you're, we're going to get letters. We're going to get letters. Well, you just deliver them to me. I'll answer them. I will. <laughs> the switchboard is lighting up right now. The switchboard is lighting up. That's like, uh, I didn't, uh, I'm admitting I'm, I'm not in the, uh, fine, I've seen all the Star Wars, but I'm not one of the super Star Wars fan people. I didn't realize that Empire Strikes Back is the undisputed best. People say that's the best one. It's considered the best one. So it's always the second one. This matches the Miss Pac-Man. I don't think it's always the second one. We have two data points. What else do you want? Uh, Rocky Two. Mm, he's got you there. Have Dumb you, and Dumber 2? When's the last time you saw Rocky 1? I don't know. But I, I don't know if I want to be on air with this, but we watched it last year, and it was really slow and not really that great. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's okay. I mean, it's it's an old film. I mean, well, it's late 70s. What I'm saying is maybe Rocky 2 is actually better. Actually, I actually like Rocky 2. Did you know, Annette, that Galaga is actually Galaxian 2? Galaxian was the original, and Galaga is the second well, version. Well, so you're trying to get me to say Miss Pac-Man... Was better. I'm not trying I'm not to gonna do say it anything. Though. We're trying to walk no into it. No one's ever said it. Nobody's ever said it. But so, do you, have you have you had a Wii? I have had every video game system ever made. But you never bowled on the Wii. I have bowled on the Wii. And you never just didn't. I told you I bowled a seven in real life the last time I went bowling. I'm not much better in Wii. I thought you'd pipe up about our, our concern about bats in the house. There's. <laughs> This is a topic that came up before, Annette, for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because we recently had a bat in our house. It was our third bat in two years. My kids named it David. It's a good bat name. We couldn't <laughs> find it. Uh, and when we did find it, it was cute, they said, although they didn't want to be near it. That's definitely false. Bats are bat. very cute. Oh, they're gross. Well, the difference between a bat hunkered down, clinging onto like a bed sheet or a drape, really small, and then when it starts to fly, it's quite remarkable how big they look when they're flying compared to how tiny they look when they're sitting there at, at which point by the way the kids got in that there happened to be a tent set up on the third floor where david was so they could hide in the tent to see the action while we shooed him out the window which which worked pretty easily but there seemed to be a bit of a dispute of a preference i would be happier to have a bat loose in my house than a snake mm. not that that's ever like that option is ever put to you but <laughs> sometimes you actually get a bat and a snake and they fight it out. Sure. Unlucky. Have yeah, you? I mean, other than other than sort of the rabies issue with bats, so... Snakes have venom. Yeah, snakes don't have rabies, but uh, so, I, I, you know, it's a tough call. I hate snakes. I really, oh, yeah, you I do really hate despise snakes. snakes. I, I actually think bats are not only beneficial to the environment, but adorable. And I, I am one of these people who thinks bats are very adorable. You're a huge Batman fan as well. I am a Batman fan as well, so I get like the trifecta there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're adorable, they're good for the environment, and... You, you like know, their fictional Batman. versions? Um, okay, and that coming and that coming out is pro bat on the podcast. Pro-bat. Have you have you ever named one? I have not named one. Although I did, I did wake up once to my my dog trying to catch a bat, uh, and I thought it was the largest moth ever created until I realized it was a bat, and it, it it didn't know what the bat didn't know what to do. The dog didn't want to do, 
bat dog chased it around until the bat just laid down on the steps and said, "Go ahead and kill me." So really? I had to, I had to, I had to save the bat. I had to bring it outside. Did it, wow. did it do that screech squeal noise? It didn't. But you know when you pick them up, they, no, they, no, I don't know. So when you pick them up, you got to. By the way, put leather gloves on before you do this. Uh, when when yes, you pick if, up, if you're a falconer, use your falcon glove. When you put the when you pick the bat up, they let you know they have a lot of teeth, and just like. It's a little scary. That's terrible. <laughs> it's fun looking. Oh, do you frequently have bats? We don't actually have any bats where we live now. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you're both aware that there's hardly any bats anywhere because they're all dying from the fungus that they get on their nose. So oh, it's not good for the environment. I didn't know that. It is, it is bad for the environment. Tell us more. The Pennsylvania bat, bat population has really declined as it has oh. all over the country. We don't have a lot of bats where we are because we don't have a lot of trees. Um, and we don't have an old house that they can get in. So that's what you need. You need a lot of trees and you need an old house, which I think you two um, have the corner on. We actually have not had a bat in our house yet. Uh, we don't, uh, we have not had a snake, and but we don't get much many snakes around here. I used to get a lot of snakes in my apartment in Missouri when I lived there. Okay, well, that's a different, different a lot place. A of snakes. Different yeah. I don't, I don't, I could do without the slithering and the... Any of the, the snakiness, sneaking. yeah. It's any not, any no... features of a snake are all features that I don't want to handle. Yeah, they yeah. have no legs, but they move pretty good. So that's not a. Yeah, that's and not they, something you want to see. And they coil up, they hide. They could be in your in your couch, in your bed, anywhere, in, anywhere, but not a bat. Bats aren't going to get under your covers. A snake would actually slither under your covers. Think about that when you go to bed tonight. Guys, I just got lightheaded. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. So okay. we're all. I'm pro bat. I'm I'm siding with the nut. Uh, I don't know if I'm pro. I mean, so we have to choose one of them. Yeah. The last argument was pretty strong. <sighs> Thanks for keeping track, Renan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'll go pro bat. So you're not an animal person. Oh gosh, no. But you have dogs in that. I have a, a dog. A dog. He's okay with our dog. I am okay with. I'm. I'm. I'm okay with with domesticated animals mostly. Sometimes cats are a little weird because you don't know how friendly they are. We saw an animal last night that we could not identify. <gasps> Bunny, ca- bunny no, fox? It's not no. the bunny cat. Bunny it, the, there was the bunny cat. It was the body of a ferret with the head of a groundhog. What? Yeah. That's, that's like what we mythical. Said. So, and it came out of the bushes at Kate. And oh. Kate said, oh, look at you. And it ran at her and she said, get away from me. Wow. It was a, a, seriously a ferret body with a bushy, How long? How? Uh, probably about a foot long, uh, with a bushy head, with bushy, hairy head. And you saw this happen? Kate and I were um, down in... Norristown, mm-hmm. and we saw it run out of the bushes at Kate. It was trying. I think it was. What's your I think it liked Kate. I thought it might be a wet groundhog, but I don't think they're that skinny. <laughs> so I think it might be a ferret, a loose ferret. Man, so man. a bushy ferret or a wet groundhog? I don't know. You it's know gonna what? be a hard time to throw a picture of this up. Let's do an online poll. <laughs> let's see what let's right. see what the listeners think. Right, everybody register. Yeah. Well, we're here with amateur naturalist Annette Diorio. Who knew? Given that you're a dog owner and you manage as vice president of Campus Life, Campus Life, <laughs> a large population, um, if there's a public fountain and it says no dogs in it, oh, this is a good question. What would you do to make sure to police that to keep dogs out? Given your experience and capacity of managing situations, both people and dogs. Well, alike. how do you two feel about the proximity of electricity to water? That's the question. Did, did you listen I'm to this? It. Did you listen to the um, past Of course she did, Renan. Oh, okay. Of course she did. There was something. <laughs> and as you'll recall, Annette, we were talking to Nestor about oh, yes. dogs I'm and fountains. I'm recalling it right now. The fountain in Nevin Park. Yes, um, I know that one. I saw no, that one actually no, with you. Yes, you did. No dogs allowed in that fountain. And there are several people around the neighborhood who ensure that to be the case. by Fountain yell- keepers. Fountain keepers. 
by yelling at anyone who puts a dog in hmm. the fountain. And uh, well, I thought that there might be better ways or other ways to manage so it. So you don't like the electric electrifying the water then? Is that your first impulse? It, it works. I mean, I'm just saying. That's a that's a High good impulse. High pitch noises. Electrifying the. Do you want to put an electric wire around the fountain or? Oh, in I meant it? in it. <laughs> you don't want to. You want to go there? What if I want to go and? Yeah, you're not supposed to go in the fountain either. Yeah. No, like in the fountain, but like you know, I just want to. I don't know, like see if it's real water. <laughs> What else is it going to be? Is that Jello? A, what about children? I mean, what about the children? I thought the children didn't go in the fountain either. I thought nobody was supposed to go in the fountain. Right. right. But won't. the consequences of them not... <laughs> It'll be a light electric okay, shock. So they can't read. So then let's go with the high-pitched noise. It seems far less lethal. A dog whistle. It's not your second. It's it's not your favorite, though. It's not. No. no. I understand. I, mean, I feel I understand. like if you're going to do it... We'll go pushed. with low voltage. I think Renan's first choice, wasn't it? Barbed wire? Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. And, and the kids, the kids can't... Uh, maybe understand what barbed wire is. So I, I, I like a net. <laughs> it looks nice because you can't see it. Yeah, it would and be worse to be stuck in barbed wire, I think. I would think so. Yeah. You could see the barbed wire. I don't but think you could would... see the kids stuck in the barbed wire, too. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it would be horrible for everyone. Really? But <laughs> that would be a... You don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, electricity wins. <laughs> but with the... You wouldn't see... How would you know that it was electrified? You would say, stay out of the fountain, it's electrified. But you've already said, <laughs> don't no dogs in the fountain. People aren't listening to that. Listen, if the dog can't read, honestly. Or do a lightning bolt. Everyone can read symbols. Even, Even a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think. Well, she's the amateur if, naturalist. My dog can read cookie on the side of a container. So there you I go. Think, huh. I think they know. What if, um, what if, like, the fountain was full of dead birds because of the whole situation applied? This is getting really bleak. Yeah, really. You guys that, are bumming me out. We've got a lot of naturalists. Uh, <laughs> like, I think Mike Butler, who studies birds, would be particularly grieved by this. Yeah. I think so. I, I think that I think that birds might be able to read the magnetic field of the fountain being oh. changed by the electricity, and they would avoid it. So it really does sound like you're going to have to go with the high pitch noise. There's what? really no option. No, I think the electricity is the There's option. There's no option that well, how, doesn't kill people other than Does that. the high pitch noise remain within the circumference of the fountain because if that's just going on all the time then people can never walk their dogs anywhere near the place hmm yeah it would have to be we right could localize who would we i i like i personally like the uh the original idea nestler gave um the guard dog the guard dog to keep the dog out of the fountain yeah didn't he have an alternative he wanted to have a dog fountain beside the fountain yeah that's very inclusive <laughs> he was actually that was whole nestor's line of reasoning is he wanted to he didn't want to keep dogs out of the fountain. He mm. thought we shouldn't be doing that. I agree. I love my dog, but it's, he's not supposed to go where he's not supposed he's, to he's go. Not, he's not a fountain dog. He's not. He's what? actually pretty much a house dog. I think you're a good dog owner. I'm responsible. This is the thing. Yes. You either police the dog or you police the dog owner. Right. So our solution here, though, is policing the dog. The science solution is policing the dog owner. Mm -hmm. You're a good dog owner, so you don't need that. But others... We can't come on. How about we just put um, sort of an electric leash around every human dog owner? <laughs> and just actually run every human because you don't know if they're ever going to get a dog. And then just do that. That would probably cost a lot. Those though. work, by the way. On people? Well, accidentally. But they certainly work on dogs. Yeah. We have our, a segment on the question for the guest. Oh, yeah. This is something that we do um, every episode, as you know. Um, we have our guest ask a question to the next guest, as yet undetermined next guest, that you would like to hear 
an un, as yet undetermined person answer. This so could th- be any. This guy could be anyone from Renan's roommate to President Byerly, or President Obama. Yes, there's precedent hmm. for having the president on on the podcast. Yes, so we were actually recently in a bidding war with Mark Marin and unfortunately lost that because mm-hmm. he ended up having the president on his. But we'll get you next time, Marin. I do like how the scale that Ben's scale of humans goes from Renan's roommate to the president of the United States. <laughs> Sorry, Renan. So, what roommate. happens if I ask a question that's already been asked? Is that bad? It's I think it's quite we're at, unlikely. Quite unlikely. Well, because we're this is one of those times where we're in luck that we lost the first forty-two episodes. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think anybody's going to find the back catalog. Yep, it's in a molasses fire. It's terrible. So, really, the burning question for me personally, okay, is Superman and Batman are in a fight. Okay, who wins? Good. That's a good. Question. That's a good question. And and you know what? We'll find out when the movie comes out soon enough well hopefully your guest will answer prior why, to the movie why would they out. fight well uh, that's not part of the question okay, okay that okay. they are fighting <laughs> they are fighting I now now, so. now what is the question that annette has to answer that nestor asked annette who is paul f Tompkins? oh it was a real question that's what he asked oh, i have no idea who this guy is hold on wait a minute let me think okay go let me no think. don't think with your phone so interesting my my alma mater Mm-hmm. Has a has a house called the Tompkins House that the what college owns. It was uh, SUNY Cortland, Cortland, New York, and it's okay. haunted uh, by the ghost of the woman who that, was jilted, defi- left at the true. altar by her lover. No, I, I'm totally. Is her name Tompkins? First of all, the the man who built the house was named Tompkins, but mm-hmm. I don't think his name was Paul. Maybe it was his brother. All right, I don't think we need to keep it here all day. I don't think we do oh, either. Great, but. So sad to leave you. Thank you for coming. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who's Paul Tompkins again? Oh yeah, who's... yeah. We didn't even get the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I, I obviously didn't know. Okay, so you don't know. Up. He's a he's a very good comedian. Maybe we'll go see him sometime. I, he can't be that good if I don't know him. Oh, he is not going to like hearing that because he probably listens to the show. Well, he can send us some comp tickets and I'll. I'll you forgot to say future my, guest Paul F. Tompkins. Render my future judgment guest. then. He's from the Philadelphia area. We learned by trying to find out how to contact him. I knew that already. Oh. Well, then I'll cut that from the episode. Good. We knew that. Good. Well, thanks for the invite, Well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. I think we can wrap it up now. I want to remind our listeners that they can email us questions at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. They can email us ideas. And they they can follow us on Twitter at some later date. At some later date. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's it for now. And uh, we'll see you next uh, next podcast. Headphones are off. Headphones are off. Now you can close our door.